Hello there, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining us once again here on Talk and Fight with our special guest, Christian von Sponick from Boxing 247, who supplies all of our news that we read daily and enjoy it thoroughly. Uh, today, Christian and I are going to talk about women in boxing. And uh, I got to say, you've probably got some firsthand knowledge to share with us. Uh, you're at the big press conference featuring uh, Amanda and Katie, uh, I believe, on Monday. So why, why don't we start off? Why don't we start off with what you learned? First thing is that Amanda Serrano in person is absolutely lovely. Katie was sweet as well. Um, the, the big thing from uh, from it is that it's just apparent that everybody uh, and people that were surrounding Katie as well, without mentioning names, are actually favouring Amanda to win. Uh, which is a shame. Katie, great undefeated, 20-0, and 0, um, all the pedigree, the gold medal, etc. Uh, the key areas that are being brought up repeatedly, whether they are right or wrong, is that she is on the decline, which certainly not at her peak as she was. Now, that opinion is based on the fact that um, the past couple of performances were subpar, not the usual Katie Taylor. She did struggle. Is that because of she wasn't up for the uh, the opponents and she may be up for the biggest fight of her career with Amanda Serrano? Was it the case of she's on the downslide, you're going to have somebody with Amanda Serrano who's on the top of her game, very much so, who's going to uh, pick her apart? Uh, regardless, top of the game or not, I think Amanda is going to pick her apart with this one. Um, you can see it, uh, there's something that Amanda Serrano gives off, and it's something that I've, I've you know, with interviews I've seen before, it didn't come across face to face. She gives off something. She is hungry. She's hungry for the money. I mean, this is a girl that was paid at times one and a half thousand dollars to defend her world title. This is the first time that two females are going to be given a seven-digit uh, payday. I mean, wow. And good for them because it is, uh, especially that they are much improved now. This is way, way, way overdue. Um, but uh, for me, Amanda, uh, Amanda Serrano, all the way, um, she looks great in every way. Uh, it is a shame Katie Taylor is going to lose for the first time, I do believe. That is the thing that really did uh, strike me coming away from the whole press conference, just with what they gave off, with attitude, speaking to people. The only concern possibly with Amanda Serrano is the weight. She has been up at this weight, I do believe, before, but she has been down uh, more recently, so going back up again. So is she, she's somebody that can go up, down, up, down, and all over the place like some can, or at age 33, is it going to be at a, a, the time will come along where you can't go back in weight again? Something we discussed with uh, with, with Mel Boxing before. Um, at 33, with how she's looked, she is at the top of her game. She'll be able to go up. She'll be able to go back down again. This will not be a problem. Amanda Serrano, all the way for me for a points decision or a late stoppage. How do you feel about that, Graham? I'm torn. Um... I've been I've been speaking quite highly of Katie Taylor and her accomplishments for at least two years. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this fight. I'm really glad that they're headlining Madison Square Garden. It's going to be a huge draw from both sides of the pond. Uh, Amanda Serrano has really picked up her game though in the past two years, and I believe I believe she's a, a belt holder in, in a lower weight class though at the moment. I don't know if she gave that up, but any, anyway. So, no, she's, uh, so I do she know still has it. she still has it. Yes. Okay, so so she's moving up. Uh, I, I doubt Katie Taylor's moving down in weight. I didn't I didn't capture no, she's, that. She's got all the the four belts, which are uh, uh, right lightweight. Yes, 
Right. So, so I, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I think uh, Katie Taylor, well, they both, when it comes to power, they both have the power. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm now looking at uh, Katie Taylor's career and saying, does, does she really have the legs, if you know what I mean, uh, to maintain that level of competition that Amanda is going to bring to her? And, you know, when I heard, like I watched both of your uh, uh, clips on the, on the press conference, uh, you know, and I got to say, like Amanda was saying the right things. Katie looked a little shy, a little reticent in how she was answering her questions, uh, especially the one about, uh, you know, do you want to go 12, 12, 12, three minute rounds? I thought Katie was really, that was, that was a peculiar response, I thought. You know, as, as soon as that was asked, I thought that was going to be an absolute yes. This is going to be a game changer. They're going to uh, do the necessary with boards and commissions to get that done. I thought, wow, it is now time for this to change and it's going to happen. But Katie swerved it and it was, yep. and Amanda still tried to, to press it and she swerved it. Again, you know, it doesn't. Um, dictate the outcome but it shows something what that something exactly is is just a little bit of yeah a little bit of not uh self-confidence however you want to uh word it but um do excuse me at the moment but i've got a really gruff uh, throat if you probably haven't already uh, realized but yes glad you brought that up graham because yes that was uh, a complete swerve and it wasn't just a momentary one that was a complete swerve of the the suggestion of that taking place in amongst that uh, press conference, though, I, I, I actually enjoyed listening to Jake Paul because he was very well-spoken and, uh, and spoke highly not only of these two particular women, but of women in general, both past and present and, and future uh, women in the game. So, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Jake Paul, but uh, as a promoter, as someone who could speak well, and speak well of boxing. He did. He did do a very good job at that press conference. I thought it was the turtleneck that did it for sure. Um, <laughs> As you said, all, all promoters have to wear a turtleneck, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, I, I was shocked. I'm not going to say he made a fan of me, uh, but I mean, God, I mean, yes, I was expecting something different. Haven't seen him in that way before, and uh, that's really surprised. Really approachable. Um, yeah was there with all the questions he didn't stop it was uh, the other chap from most valuable uh, promotions which actually stopped any interviews or cut them short or, or the amount of time but jake was was very happy to speak and speak very well um yes you, you know um i'm with what has basically happened especially that this is going to be the biggest payday for female fighters and you have to say that a lot of it has got to do with i think his input Fair play. Let him continue more into this, and uh, he seems very content with with pushing the ladies. So, absolutely, all the way. This is because this is unfair, and this is going to make the whole game of women's boxing a lot better. Because the money is going to be there; it's going to attract them there. Because this is what has happened, I think, with women's boxing over the years. Is that if you look at women's boxing from twenty years ago, I mean, you would have had as much enjoyment watching a, a barroom brawl. I mean, you know, technique wise. It was not there. Um, the, the person that changed uh, changed it back then was, that would have been uh, Christy Martin. This is when it started to improve. You had Layla Ali. You had, uh, who was the undefeated? Uh, Lou, um, Riker, I think, uh, the Dutch girl who went unbeaten. Shame that she was never matched up with Christy Martin way back then. But these were the women that started changing it. But even since then, it's completely changed. You know, the, the quality is there. Um, quantity, well, 
taking that over to the duration of the rounds. So they just get over to three rounds, uh, sorry, for three minutes, 12 rounds, up the money. You're going to see women's boxing change and improve even more. Um, I mean, give it uh, 30 years, you'll even have uh, guys versus girls or sooner. Well, it, it was interesting to see uh, what the, the people at that press conference and, and what that is doing is it's instilling uh, what we, the fans, hope to see as well, that it's not just a women's boxing match, but it's a boxing match. And I like the way that uh, the people who were speaking were speaking of equality in that manner. And I think by having these two women headline at Madison Square Gardens, you are putting them on this very same platform as many men would relish as well. And so will men and women go toe-to-toe eventually? That's a good one. Uh, it has actually happened before. There is something on the internet, but this was many years ago. But I, that was very sort of tongue-in-cheek uh, with that. Um, but, you know, it's improving. I mean, you compare it to 20 years ago, there's, there's no comparison whatsoever. Uh, if the money's going to be there, it's going to completely be transcended absolutely all the way with this. Um, I've seen the, the comments about the press conference doesn't mean much. Absolutely, completely true. But it's it just reminded me of how you had the two different personalities and how the personalities are is how they are as a fighter. Um, I just think that Katie Taylor, I think the, the big question with this is that not so much I don't think that Katie Taylor's on the decline because that could be put down you know, to the opposition in front of her. But take that out of the equation. It's whether she could raise her game to keep somebody off her where you, you know, that hits that much harder. You know, Amanda Serrano, she stops opponents. This is something that generally doesn't happen within two minutes of, of women's boxing. You know, Clarissa right. Shields, a full example, of how many of her bouches won? What is it, two KOs? And a lot of it is to do with, obviously, they don't punch uh, uh, as, as hard, you know, power, as, you know, combine that with obviously the, the weight as such that that doesn't match to compare to a guy, but it's the two minutes duration as well. But Serrano, she stops her opponent. She's going to be the aggressor. She's going to be the one that's going to be landing the hurting punches. It all depends if Katie Taylor, I think, can do enough to keep her off of her. And I think if she's going to be doing enough to keep her off of there, that doesn't mean she's going to be doing enough to win the fight. I don't think that, uh, I mean, Amanda Serrano compared to the last couple of um, opponents, completely different. She's got to, it's, it's all down to whether she can raise her game from the last two opponents. That is just the the the, the main question with this. If she can't, it'll be a, a points loss um, minimum, or worse, uh, worst case, it'd be a late stoppage. But uh, I still say Amanda Serrano, uh, she's on fire. And I think that sometimes that is uh, the most important thing when, when you actually find out or, or decide who you think is going to win is whether they are on that role at that time. Because you see it so many with you know so many times with different fighters. Not the case of Amanda um, Serrano is unbeaten because she's not, but she's on a roll. It's what twenty eight fights um, unbeaten. She is on a roll. She is stopping them. She's doing well. She is. Sometimes that you have the fighter who's on the roll, who's got the, the the big performances, and you've got the fighter who is not on the roll, and the performances are not there. Is it a decline? I think that's harsh. But I just don't think she's on her own game. She needs to get back up to that. If not, that's it. Other than that, I think I'll be sounding quite repetitive. Yeah, the one thing that I've noticed uh, <clears throat> when it comes to women's boxing is, given the given the different uh, all the different divisions, but all the different titles that are available, an awful lot of them are still vacant. Uh, and so there's a lot of room for women to move up and compete and compete 
quite heavily, quite frankly, if the money is there, which is in direct uh, contradiction, quite frankly, to a lot of these old school promoters who are still in the game, notwithstanding Bob Arum. But for example, we had Rick Glazer on the show last Friday, and as quite frankly, an uh, admitted old school promoter, he's not in favor of women boxing and doesn't support it, uh, which is too bad. Um, but uh, there are an awful lot of vacant titles available, uh, including, I believe, the, the the heavyweight and light. But I mean, how many heavyweight? Okay, I'm being a bit sexist, I suppose. I'm not really sure how many heavyweight women there are out there competing at this moment. But I'll tell you one thing. The one thing that I think turned the tide with respect to uh, fan engagement, if you will, in, in taking women's in women's boxing seriously was that fight last year between Shannon Courtney and Ebony Bridges. When we saw the result uh, of that fight, yeah, Shannon deserved the, the win because Ebony, if you remember, if you remember the picture, I mean, her eye is the size of a grapefruit and then and, and fully blood red. And yet she fought all the way to the bitter end and was absolutely injured. Uh, I forget the head, the, head, the, the headline at the time. Beyond, it was beyond battered. I mean, uh, poor Ebony uh, like took took a beating, but stood on her feet to the very end. Is my point, and I think that turned a lot of heads, and and took women boxing quite seriously. Not that they didn't before. I'm talking from a fan perspective. Uh, I thought it turned on a lot of fans. Because the other thing that's going on in the sport, uh, you have very sexy looking girls quite frankly very fit young women fighting uh, as you do in the men's sport i suppose uh, you have very fit young men fighting it out and that's what potentially attracts women uh, but anyway the point of the matter is is uh, you've got an awful lot of young women now engaged in the sport competing at various levels and there are an awful lot of uh, vacant titles available to be won and if the money's there you're going to see this sport women in the sport get very much more competitive very very quickly and i think this year, 2022, especially when we have uh, Clarissa Shields, was it Savannah Marshall who called out Clarissa? Um, you know, you've, you've got some, some big name girls who are out there right now looking for big name fights. And if you have guys like Eddie Hearn and Jake Paul, quite frankly, as opposed to these quote unquote old school promoters putting up the money for these fights, good on them because I want to see more of it. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it. Yes, the, the, for once, the depth would be there because this is one thing which is a shame about women's boxing. As much as you know, the they have improved as fighters technique-wise, there still isn't a the depth there. And this is why a lot of these uh, female fighters can do multi-weight. And this is not taking anything from Amanda Serrano. A lot of them can go up and down in weights because the competition isn't there. And that's why you can fight for a world title as, as a female in your just say hypothetically fifth pro fights the depth isn't there and the money is going to bring it and that is going to be a, a big game changer with the amount of people coming in um quantity you're going to get more competition the competition will get higher it's it was it's going to get good i used to i never used to watch it at all and it's only as of you know two three years ago that uh, i started back watching it again um yes the the, the um Ebony Bridges showing was a, a very good gutsy performance, um, which was surprising from, you know, from stereotypically where you'd see a pretty girl, you wouldn't think she's got a, a heart of a lion, but she did, bless her. Um, you know, it, this is a very good year for women's boxing because you've obviously got this one and you've got the other big one, which is Touchwood, supposedly going to be made in the summer with Savannah Marshall and Clarissa Shields. Obviously with Clarissa Shields we uh, winning last weekend against uh, Emma Cozen. 
Um, I don't know if you saw, did you see the fight? Oh. Savannah Marshall was a ringside and she was pretending to be asleep. <laughs> very, co very comical. Um, you had the end of the fight and you had obviously the, the usual back and forth and it was um, very unusual for um, the silent assassin. She's called the silent assassin because she's very quiet. But you had Savannah Marshall um, in a very unusual situation and she was giving it loads. It was good to see. Um, she really surprised me actually. It was uh, uh, very loud, very outgoing for her. I, it'd be a great fight. I do think, and I do think with that one, um, no other reason, I just think that Savannah Marshall is going to have Clarissa Shields' number. Um, she shouldn't because Clarissa Shields is that much better. I'm not going to read too much into the amateur win, you know, with um, right. Savannah Marshall, the only person that's ever had a win um, over Clarissa Shields. Clarissa Shields' yeah. only loss. Not reading into that because amateur is one thing. That was a long time ago. They're two completely different um, beasts now. I'm just basing that on how they are now. And I just think that... Uh, uh, um, uh, sorry, that's, uh, let me get this right. Who is it? Um, not Clarissa Shields, but um, Savannah. She's got, just going to have too much. You know, she hits very hard. She better keep the distance. She's got those long arms, those long levers. It is going to be a complete, complete, um, I think, a dominant win, I think, uh, for her. It's, uh, that is another one, and that should be happening in the summer. Obviously, the idea was that uh, Clarissa was going to win her fight. She did. Savannah's got to win her fight. That's against, uh, is it Hen Henke, Heinke, whatever the name is. Um, that should be routine for her. Then, supposedly, everything's all in place. that they, they should be fighting for the summer. That is two big women's fights, very, very close together. Wow, what a time. And if money comes into it, what a great combination to get this moving. Um, things are going to change. Um, and it's really good. And it's nice actually talking about something instead of um, Tyson Fury and Dillian White, all the heavyweights. <laughs> Who do you, you know, think? We ha oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. That's no, correct. Carry on. Uh, carry on. I was going to say, we had uh, a young lady uh, on our show a couple of weeks back uh, out of Lancashire, um, Hannah Bagley. And Hannah Bagley originally was in the, the gym training, merely training. It was just for fitness and had no desire whatsoever to enter the boxing ring. She even admitted she didn't grow up as a boxing fan, but she was invited uh, into the ring. And she didn't, and she, she said, and in our show, she said she didn't think she would enjoy either punching, literally punching someone or getting hit in the face. But she said once she did, she enjoyed it. And she loves the sport now. She's fighting competitively. And there, there's a good example where I think you're going to see a lot of uh, young women uh, move out of the boxing ring simply for uh, uh, fitness reasons and into the ring to fight uh, because they are that good. And you take a look at the, the difference. I mean, you've got, you've got female women, female women, you've got women from around the world, quite frankly, now who are competing for these uh, titles. I mean, speaking of Christy Martin, she, she, she's now a promoter and she put on a great fight on the weekend uh, in uh, St. Augustine, Florida. So, you know, women are, are taking, taking their just due when it comes to their role in the sport. So the older women are remaining in the sport to, to bring up these young women through the ranks. And, and I'm seeing a lot like Jessica McCaskill. And she's got a great future ahead of her, too. She's got a few fights left. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if you, you see the same thing happen in women's as you do in men's, the, the moving up and different up and down the different uh, weight divisions 
and uh, and you see that level of competition height with every successive fight. And I think you will. I mean, take a look at Alicia Baumgartner. She delivers some heavy punches. I feel sorry for Michaela Mayer, by the way, uh, being on uh, Bob Bob Arum's roster. I mean, she must feel like crap after what he said about uh, women's boxing. You know, so so there's a, there's a couple of really good names out there that I think will bring uh, fans, uh, not only pay-per-view fans, but fans into the stadiums or arenas uh, to watch them go toe to toe. Certainly, Amanda Serrano and Katie Taylor going toe to toe is just going to heighten the level of exposure to to what you might see of a comparable men's event. So I'm really I'm really looking forward to it. I really am. I think it's going to be a great year. So it's an early prediction. Savannah Marshall, Clarissa Shields, who do you have winning? Uh, Clarissa Shields. Interesting, because we don't agree on that one. And Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Amanda Serrano. As I said earlier, I said I've been a big fan of Katie. been promoting Katie for two years. Uh, but this fight, uh, and especially after the press conference, it just didn't seem like Katie's heart was in it. Like It didn't look like she was gung-ho like she's itching the fight like she's more, I'm not gonna say it wasn't the, the usual Katie Taylor absolutely and this is what I mean by she's got to bring back her old game and that is the question because the Katie Taylor of the past couple of fights will not live with Amanda Serrano at all in that fight it won't even be close um again I just think that's the um the deciding factor with all of this yeah Hannah Bagley she um and it's, it's funny you brought this up she had if I remember right a very her first, she was a white collar boxing, I do believe. And that That's is right. something some, in the UK that is really on the rise. I must look into this more. I've, I've never been to a white collar show anyway, but there's so many more of these happening now. And I think this is going to be bringing, again, if the money is there, it's going to be bringing more women over via this route. Um, Hannah Bagley, she had about a couple of fights, I think it was. I know she had, she was meant to be fighting on a Dennis Hobson, Hobson show in the UK, the opponent pulled out last minute. She had an exhibition bout with um, Hannah Rankin. Uh, remember that? That was up in, I think, Sheffield, I think it was. Um, but yeah, attractive young lady as well. But uh, yes, there's glamour coming over. Um, everything else, the money was just the one thing that was uh, lacking. I mean, Amanda Serrano, $1,500 to defend a world title. Ridiculous. Wow. How the hell? Um, I don't know how long that ago that was and for, for which title, etc. but still, regardless, you know, a world champion, really? I think a world champion in any sport would uh, win more than that. But uh, no, Jake Paul, um, his input, I can only assume, um, I don't think it would have been happening had it not been for Jake Paul coming in with this and being Amanda's promoter. Um, so I've got to say thank you, Jake Paul, because I think things now are going to get very interesting. I really hope that he, he expands his stable and grows his team and puts more uh, women on the world stage. Uh, he could and he should. Uh, and that would go towards uh, putting his money where his mouth is. Uh, no disrespect, because quite frankly, I, I didn't like him as a fighter. I didn't like who he, who he was fighting or choosing to fight. Uh, I did think it was just all a bit of a self-promotion. And... Uh, but now, I, I, like I said, at that press conference, I actually enjoyed listening to what he had to say about women in general and the sport uh, of female boxing. I mean, it is growing by leaps and bounds. I mean, two years ago here on Talking Fight, we joked about starting our own management company because uh, the women who we were talking to were admitting they were getting paid such small amounts of money. And we're sitting there going, wow, 
we should manage some of these girls, put on some of these fights. We'd make a shit ton of money, quite frankly. And uh, anyway, two years later, uh, with Jake Paul now bumping those figures up into the seven figures, I think we're out of the game. Uh, but nonetheless, I mean, it's really good to see the progression of the sport uh, as quickly as it has. Well, Katie Taylor might argue it's taken since 2012 when the first had uh, women uh, in the Olympics boxing. Uh, so, you know, he might argue it's taken, she might argue it's taken 10 years to get this far. Uh, but I've seen a super fast rise in the popularity of women's boxing in the past two years. And, and the, women, the, women, the women that we interview are so excited, so amenable, so agreeable to fight. Take a look at Miyamoto, uh, probably unknown uh, in most of the world, but a New, Ze New Zealand champ, mother of five. I think, I think she's undefeated now. And, uh, you know, people like that are going to make changes, if you will, in attitude, the way we perceive women in the sport right now. I mean, with the women in the Olympics, that made a big difference. That really did solidify women's boxing. And I think that's uh, Katie Taylor to thank, because I think if the story is right, that uh, she's the one that went to the uh, Olympic Committee and said that you know, there should be women in the, uh, the Olympics and the rest of it. And uh, with her winning gold and all the rest of it, it's uh, history. Just breaking away for women for one moment, I'm just curious to hear your thoughts, because I don't think we've ever discussed it before. Jake Paul, just on the subject of, of him as a fighter, how do you rate him? Bear in mind he's had five pro in inverted brackets fights. How do you right. how do you view him? Absolutely did not take him seriously until that last fight. Uh, when he, <laughs> that knockout truly was a, an amazing shot. Uh, absolutely floored the poor guy. Uh, he landed face first on the canvas. That guy was out cold. Uh, and so I'll give Jake Paul credit. And, and you know what? Going going back a year or two, we were who the heck were we interviewing? Uh, we were interviewing uh, a chap out of phone uh, oh, Gosh, what was his name? Anyway, out of California, uh, who had been in the ring with Jake Paul, training with Jake Paul, and was telling us how seriously Jake Paul was taking his boxing, his training in particular. He really wanted to learn the sport. He really wanted to learn how to box, not just punch. And uh, and so. Oh, Zab, Zab Judah. So there's there's a great boxer being interviewed by us, telling us to watch out for this guy, Jake Paul. He's taking it seriously. He's taking these uh, these training sessions quite seriously, and watch out for him. Now, what now? What we were getting upset was with the the, the level of competition. Uh, you know, was it being taken? You know, was it taken for granted who who he was fighting because he knew he would beat them? These people weren't professional boxers. These were former MMA fighters, and even one might have taken a dive. Um, but the, you know, for a million bucks, maybe that's what he did do. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, up until that last fight, I didn't take him very seriously. I, li I like him to be blunt, much better as a promoter. Uh, he's got 20 million followers who literally could begin to follow boxing, the real sport of boxing. And if he does, he will change the game. And if he says... What he says he's going to do, and that is uh, elevate women in the sport. Wow, more power to him. I'll give him that credit. Uh, but, you know, up in his, his first four fights, which we watched, uh, I'm not going to say I wasn't impressed. I mean, he knows how to perform. He, he knows what he's doing. But, the, but remember, too, these were thriller events. So you had, were they boxing events or a concert 
interspersed with some level of fighting. Just was uh, what it was. <laughs> so, so we weren't really taking Jake Paul, the boxer, quite seriously up until that last uh, fight, and that knockout was incredible. Agree with you fully, but I, I took him more seriously from the first Woodley fight. As much as it was debatable who won, it was a split decision win, etc. He just looks more of a fighter at that point. And I do get the negative press, etc., towards him because obviously he's put himself on the you know the, the top of a bill, you know, in front of a heck of a lot of people. But that aside, he's now had in inverted brackets, I'll try and choose my words right, as such five kind of professional fights um really take the novice youtubers out of the equation that's going to be how many did he fight he fought uh, one youtuber one of them was the what was the um other chap went face first down on the floor with the dreadlocks nate um robinson nate robinson what was he he was a he was an nba nba guy so he was a basketball player turned boxer. So, ba so a basketball player, okay. MMA fighters, you had a wrestler. He chose somebody that wasn't a striker, okay. Woodley was reasonable as a striker and as a boxer and came in both of those, those um, bouts to win. Now, the first one, I thought that's when I started, when he started going up with that one. Because I think, hold on a second, take away all the negative press because people always hate anyway. And people will certainly hate when you see somebody at the top, the top of the bill like that. But if you look at any other fighter that has had five pro fights, and especially with no amateur background, taking that into consideration with the power that he is showing, because of that was obviously a powerful shot when he knocked out um, Woodley in the second fight, that would have knocked out a lot of other people. There are not right. many people with five fights that are doing that. And I hope the Tommy Fury fight does go ahead. I don't think it will. But uh, I think Jake Paul would have won that fight. And Toby Fury is a boxer and right. undefeated. Okay, we can we can scoff at that because the level of the opposition hasn't been high. But you know, and he's had probably five fights as well. It's it's seven or five or something that's around that area. I think he would have you know, I think he would have beaten him. Because you look at Fury, how he fought the other chap. I can't remember the, the, the guy's name. Was it Ta somebody Taylor? Um, he was an ex MMA fighter, he was completely well, he's a lot lighter than Fury, who was a heck of a lot shorter, and he made a fight of it. So that was a pro boxer in boxing against an MMA fighter, and the MMA fighter was doing really well. So if you put that over to Jake Paul fighting an MMA fighter like Fury was, completely two different results. And Woodley was far better than I think the Taylor guy that uh, Fury fought. Um, that was awful, and that was, you know... Jake Paul, he's going to fight boxers. I think to a certain degree, which is my words right again, he will be successful. He'll never be world champion. I don't think it would be the case, but he'll, he'll get up to a level and not progress further to that. What that level is, is the question mark. But certainly as a 5-0 and o fighter, where basically probably three of them really aren't proper fights, you might as well say, you know, in hindsight, two, you know, two proper fights as such with Woodley, he's not looking bad. Just thought I'd I just do think... Okay, I'll add to that, though. I mean, he has what you might call a varied career. I mean... Disney he, actor. <laughs> he, he, he does and has done a lot of things, tried a lot of things, and no matter what he's done, he's been successful at it. So you might argue that he's been a boxer, he's succeeded, 
his last fight was probably his best fight. And does he need to prove himself anymore in the ring? The answer is no. So might we see him in the ring? Maybe. But does he have to enter the ring again? No. He's now, uh, and he, he, not, not that he admitted this during that press conference, but he alluded to the fact that he was enjoying promoting. Uh, not that it's up his alley, but uh, in a sense that uh, he's a newcomer to the game and he's learning and he's enjoying learning. Uh, you know, it's something else for him to tackle. And he is tackling it very, very well. So for him, now, now maybe his ego will put him back into the ring. Uh, but does he need to go back into the ring? And the answer is no. He's, he can exit at the top of his game, quite frankly, if that was what his goal was, and uh, be happy with what he's achieved. He certainly doesn't need the money, uh, as opposed to many other uh, people out there who, in the boxing world who do need the money. Uh, but at the end of the day, that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, wow, if he recognizes, I mean, he's invested in, uh, if I'm not mistaken, UFC to enable those fighters to get a bigger paycheck. Uh, and if he, he's entered the game with respect to women in the sport to enable them to get a bigger paycheck, I mean, wow, there aren't too many people out there uh, who will say, I'm in this to ensure that that guy or that gal gets paid accordingly. Like, there's not too many people who will say that. Absolutely. I mean, I, short, short period of time as a promoter, he's in it. Short period, huge fight made. Wow, what a start. Um, I'm talking myself into being a, a Jake Full fanboy here, but um, <laughs> very clear, yes. When I told, uh, told my elder daughter that uh, we were coming here, she's like, Oh, I love him. I used to, you know, watch him in, on Disney. Like, yeah, that same one. Um, he's going to find again, as you said, it's going to be later this year. Um, he will, and I think you'll find that he will fight until he gets beaten. I think it'll be continual, call it ego, call it whatever. Um, I think he does need the money, he's worth 30 million, but I think when you're 20 how old is he early 20s whatever it is i think when you're that age you go through money especially with the lifestyle he's got very quickly so um that would well but saying that you know where's where's the money from the boxing not really that's from youtube so the youtube thing is, is not going to uh, all of a sudden stop that's only going to grow so actually i'll take that back but um maybe if the money all helps all goes into the same pot 30 million i think he's doing quite well but no welcome addition to um to boxing, I was about to say. Yeah, I mean, we have spoken about this before, actually, where does it actually bring in new blood or does it take away from old blood, as in the amount of money? Because you know, people have only got so much money to spend on pay-per-views, on subscriptions and everything else. So right. with these thriller or alternative events mixed with music and 54-year-old ex-heavyweight champions, etc., um, and this triad thing, what do you make of that? That triad, all in the. I must watch it. I, actually, I did. I did see the Bulgarian chap uh, who won uh, against was it Frank Moore? That was a, uh, if I've got the name right. Um, that was Q, uh, Pulev. Was it Moore? I think he was fighting. That was just a, an absolute blowout. But uh, you know, that's just alternative stuff, which is just seems to be what that channel is all about. Whatever. But uh, welcome addition to boxing. Um, I think it can help if you work one thing to the other, because yes, people have got so much money to spend on pay-per-views and subscriptions and everything else. You know, taking that into equation, I think he's a welcome addition because it does, it needs, it does. Boxing is not as, you know, people say boxing is not 
you know, at the top of the game at the moment, yes, it's not the 90s. Yes, it's not the 70s. But um, it's not that low. Otherwise, these big funds would not be there to pay the big fighters. And that goes into yeah. that good old thing where you have a top UFC fighter, um, you know, with how much they get uh, paid. The last one was, what, $500,000. Um, these are only rough figures where heavyweight champion now will get paid. You know, which champion do you want to do it? Uh, $20 million just rough figure you know the two isn't comparable does that mean that Dana White doesn't pay his champions high was the case of the money just isn't there compared to boxing but the only point I'm just trying to make from that is that you know boxing isn't as bad as people say it is at the moment um what is missing at the moment is the top fights being made that's the problem and that goes back to all conversations that we've had where um, fighters are not prepared the top fighters not prepared to meet each other for whatever reason full circle back to women's boxing and you've got two fights where you've got the best versus the best with all of the two fights back to back two different promotional outfits that is so good to see so 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 good um just going to see a couple of comments about white collar um with the white collar boxing yes they seem to be we got. I don't know much about it. I know. I don't know what it's like over with you, but over here, it seems to be you've got a couple of good. Or this is okay. I can only talk from how it was, say, a number of years ago, because I was going to do a white collar fight. But you seems to have in a very uh, black and white example. You have good promotions and the ones which are fully vetted, um, fully controlled, very strict, very this, very that, with all the appropriate medicals, a lot safer. And they've got, say, uh, the age, I can't remember which one it was, was something like a, I think it was 46 or something, because that's when I hit 46, I got injured, then I couldn't do it, because I was 46 by the time my injury recovered, gutted. Um, but then you have all the others, as everyone was telling me about. And I looked at some of the other white-collar events which were on YouTube, which were from the batch of the others that I was told about. And I was like, no way. Um, not that there was anything to be scared of, apart from it was not controlled. Um, mm. you know, the, the, the chaps weren't you know, listening or adhering at all to what the, the, the refs were saying. Um, it was, ah, no, 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 no. Uh, the time passed, couldn't do it move on and that was a big shame because that's the one thing i hate the word bucket list but that's the one thing that uh, okay, as much as i've uh, been punching and kicking it's a complete different game than just punching in the square ring which i would have loved to have tried once but no but um no the, the white collar um there's good and there's some very bad uh, i haven't heard of any fatalities or anything um with that but you know it's like a lot of things there's a i think only a matter of time i mean how much it goes over with you over here i'm in toronto uh and akin to wall street in new york we have what's called bay street and bay street is more or less shall we say the financial district and there used to be an organization pre-covid who would put on an annual charity event uh, so very similar to what you're saying in terms of white collar boxing these chaps would be uh executives at a firm who were fit and entered the ring had about and but it was for charity um but the interesting thing about these alternate forms now that you're starting to see uh, and i would argue whether they're popular because anything could be popular at the moment so you've got uh, bare knuckle boxing for example uh you've got the triad that recently was introduced which i believe they're being sued for that by the way that the name uh, and also you've recently got uh, joining the popularity ranks uh, pillow fighting. Uh, and it's yes, I saw that last week for the first time. 
<laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. So maybe, I can, just a... maybe I can do a white collar pillow fight. Maybe. <laughs> But there you go. To 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 I I can't remember if women were also pillow fighting in this particular uh, match I was watching. And I, I they were, they, were, they were definitely two big boys going at it, swinging these pillows at each other. I mean, they certainly look like heavy bags of something. Uh, but anyway, it's so it's it's interesting. And I think I think therefore, if boxing is to stand on its pedigree. Uh, you know, you've, you've got you've got the history, you've got the legacy, you've got the names in the game. Uh, I think 2022 will be a, a great year for boxing in general. Uh, I think I think the introduction of of women at this level will be fantastic for the sport, for fans in general. I think these other alternate sports that I just mentioned more or less make a mockery of combat sports. Uh uh, have you have you have you seen this by the way i forget what it's called but let's call it face-to-face boxing where two guys join let's say their left hands and literally stand a foot apart from each other and hit each other in the face i believe it's out of russia uh until one of them goes down yeah that's russia <laughs> so i'm just saying there there are these and then, like i'm saying they're they're popular for the minute in other words it might garner a hundred thousand YouTube views, uh, uh, but do are, are there fans? No, I mean this is this is stuff that you, you know, the the the, the one hit wonders that we used to call it in the music industry. They're the one, you know, where where are they now? Type thing. Uh, but anyway, my point is is uh, boxing has an opportunity uh, to really regain its its elite position in in the world of combat sports uh, from the. From the 70s, you might have seen an eclipse of boxing by uh, WWE. You might have seen an eclipse of WWE, although that could be argued, by the UFC. But I think nowadays boxing can make a statement by being uh, properly controlled. I was about to say rigidly controlled, but that would be the wrong word. And there are still a lot of changes to be made. Uh, there are still two, in my humble opinion, it's still very confusing with, for the average fan understand the different divisions the different organizations that compete against each other uh, there still needs to be more unification actually if you ask me in the sport um, you know and more more or less what we we're saying earlier uh, that we really need to see more of the best of the best go toe-to-toe uh, in that respect if I can backtrack for one second to something we were mentioning last week uh, you were talking about Canelo and how he is uh, basically buffered his career statistically but he i believe he's about to sign a deal via eddie hearn if i'm not mistaken and i'm not reading this off any screen but against bivol and uh, triple g would be his ex-opponents which is something we mentioned uh, last week what has happened then to makabu that's a good question i haven't seen him in the headlines this past week because this no, there's been nothing about it. Um, the last thing was that obviously that the fight with Carbu and the other chap, the rematch, whoever was going to win that WBC had given the approval for that to go ahead. There has been nothing at all mentioned since. Now, out of curiosity, I know this is going way off women's boxing, but I'm very good at that. We brought up Canelo. Have did you with what I was saying about the type of opponents that he has faced recently, as in typical. And not being racist, we've got to choose my words right with this. 
but the the white non-movers. Did you check his uh, career to see what I meant? Uh, no, I didn't. Sorry, I didn't do my homework. Sorry, teach. Okay, well, do check, and I'd be here, you know, curious to hear next week what you think, because it was it wasn't after the uh, it was after the the Mayweather um, fight where that he was outboxed. I know a lot of people say that you know uh, Mayweather was picking on somebody that hadn't uh, wasn't at the top of the game yet, hadn't fully matured. But being fair, Mayweather was the other side of his peak as well. So you had somebody not as good as they were against somebody that's or not as good as they could be against somebody that's not as good as they were. But since that loss, there was one other loss, I think, that dotted the I's and crossed the T's against whichever fighter it was. And it was um, a, a close fight, and they gave him fits because they were outboxing him. He just stayed away from boxers. And mm. has, I think there's maybe, allow, allow myself to be correct, one deviation from that. But there will be, regardless of whatever deviation it is, there will be a but to it. They've all been stereotypical European stand-up fighters that will stand in front of him and fight. Yeah, the exception was Billy Joe Saunders, but then Billy Joe Saunders was not the manoeuvre, uh, the manoeuvring boxer he was at uh, middleweight and a more right. static Billy Joe Saunders, hence the risk was taken there because Billy Joe Saunders was not what he was as a fighter. But every single fighter has been a person that at least would be somebody that would stand in front of him. Still a great fighter, but not the pound for pound best because he has been very much uh, uh, cherry picking the fighters. And I know it's been going on for a long, long time. Um, historically, there's lots of fights where people have been dragged down. I think I mentioned this last week. The most notorious was uh, Sugar Leonard against Donny Lalonde, where it was for both the super middleweight um, championship and the light heavy, but it was set at catch weight, if you remember, and it was brought, brought down, what was that, 1987, I think it was. Lalonde was brought down in weight and he was drained. And if you look at how he was physically, his, his, his body was not the same as how he was as the light heavyweight champion. Uh, but that is the tactics that is going on now with Canelo, unfortunately, whether it be, uh, was mentioned, catch weight or there'd be some kind of, you know, it's quickly after your other fight, Sergey Kovalev, when that fight uh, happened, he was—he had that life or death with Anthony Yard. Um, he knocked Yard mm. out, luckily, because he was behind. And then it was like weeks later, he was fighting um, Canelo, very, very quick. And you know mm. who won? But they've all been Rocky Fielding. All, all these fighters have been English, European fighters, not movers. Uh, somebody that does that, and for it to be very obvious in your face to me, doesn't you know belong in pound for pound. Um, which is unfair. The heavyweights at the moment, um, they're not getting together. And, and, and again, you know, I'm going to relate this to the women. Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano, they are the best. It has happened. You know, you, you've got uh, Savannah Marshall and Clarissa Shields. I know it's been going on a little while. Um, it's been mooted, but you have to, to a certain degree, but build up the fights. But that is two in the best, you know, two of the best in the respective divisions. Again, this is showing up the guys because the guys are just too, is it the promoters, is it the fighters, but they're just being too scared to to have some kind of, they're just not letting go and just, you know, unless the money's there or this is there or mm. rematches are there or, but that was a very interesting thing that I said to you, by the way, that the, never knew this, as we said, the rematch clause was only if the champion lost, never knew that. Yeah, I didn't either. Hmm. I've learned something new every day, but uh, no, 
best, the fight of the best women's uh, boxing is um, going to be good. It's going to improve. And I don't know if you saw what was written on uh, Jake Paul's cap. Was it make... Um, making boxing making boxing great again. Yes. Like uh, taking off old Donald Trump's making uh, America <laughs> yes. good again, whatever. Loved it. Fair play. Not a fanboy, but gone way up in my estimation. Attitude was um, a big part of that. And that's not just on a stage in front of cameras, but off the cameras as well. He really did behave. So uh, not quite a fan, but get in there. Um, but if he's going to do a lot for women's boxing, for why we're here today, um, yes, it is good. But uh, I'm going to stick with my predictions. Uh, we will see. We're only disagreeing on the... Shields versus uh, Marshall bounce. Um, yeah, no, no I, I, Savannah Marshall, although I just think she's got a number. Um, sure. She's got power, long levers. I think those long levers would keep her at bay. And I just don't think Shields has got the power to keep somebody with those strong, long, you know, levers uh, off of her. I mean, she is so strong. And I remember a short while ago, I have a picture taken with uh, Marshall. And I had my hand around her back. And I just literally just put my hand on her back. It was like, imagine, you know, hitting something solid. That girl is so strong. Huh. You know, it, it was like uh, hardened bodybuilders back. It was solid, you know, it just, just pat on the back, just, you know, arm around, pat on the back, nothing else. Um, was, it was like, whoa, okay. You know, sort of don't upset her because uh, just, just imagine she's strong and uh, that'd be too much for Clarissa. And uh, I look forward to the result of that one. Out of curiosity, um, when you were at the press conference, uh, were there any comments made off camera by Jake Paul with respect to um, any future advancements to the sport that he has in mind? We we discussed last week in, whether in or not, general, in general, or women uh, for, for the women specifically, because because uh, there's, yeah. there's there's more opportunity in the women's side of the boxing the, yeah he just he just wants it, nothing more than because there was there was hardly any conversations off of camera because it was literally one person next person next person um but it, it's just that the general feel is that he wants to build the stable the money this is not a one-off he's going to put more money into it and he was as you were saying earlier just going on about the women's sport making it good i, I mean if that is wholeheartedly meant which as far as i could tell it was fantastic great excellent um, I did with open arms welcome into the you know to the game. It's uh, yeah. Uh, why why not? Why not? The more the merrier. Uh, as we've spoken often, and, and there are more independents who are putting on uh, bouts, very worthy cards. Quite frankly, that that, that you and I discuss uh, through, for example, the news every single day that you're putting on your website that I'm repeating. And it's getting quite a reaction from around the world. There are independent promoters uh, who are making money. Uh, they're, they're not doing it out of the kindness of their hearts, but they're making money. The boxers are making money. It's improving the sport. But on this level, I want to ask you, uh, it was recently announced that boxing would not be part, I believe, of the 2028 Olympic Games. So for all the, the advances that we've made in the amateur sport with respect to the Olympics, uh, how, how do you think that announcement is going to affect uh, the women, especially the women, because of the advancements that have been made by, for example, Katie Taylor. A big shame, a big shame all round. Now that's boycotting it because of the country. What was the reason again with that? That was the... Was it that actually had more to... Stance or something, think, wasn't it? 
I don't think so. I think I, I think it's still more to do with the uh, the uh, the well, what was the AIBA, um, and and you know the the, the fact that uh, it, it they hadn't sorted out whatever issues they were supposed to have sorted out uh, by the upcoming Olympics, and so uh, boxing has been dropped from the Olympics into other sports as well, and which is really a shame because if you think about it historically, I mean boxing. It's probably, you know, with respect to the oldest profession in the world, I think I think fighting probably would <laughs> take that, whether whether men actually or women fought professionally 2,000, 3,000 years ago, is another discussion. Uh, but I think I think as far as the Olympics can, are concerned, I think boxing should be an Olympic sport. And it's really too bad that it, as of today, it's, it's been dropped. Yeah, but it's a well, shame because of when was the first women's uh, inclusion? I think that was 2012. 2012, London. Yeah. So 12, 16, 20, there's. Oh, okay. Uh, not many. So, yeah, it's a shame. Um, but I think all that, how that's going to change anything is as I just think people are going to be turning over quickly because there's just going to be no reason to hang around. Mm. Um, is it going to be a good thing, a bad thing? It's a, it's a bad thing from a sentimental point and with the traditional route with you know, obviously amateur trying to go through to the Olympics, gold medal, turning pro. Um, but it will just, I think you just have a, a bigger influx um, because I think women this, this year is going to change it. You know, you, you've got, it's, it's in everyone's faces. It's a huge fight, big money. And as a third factor, now with that, um, there's going to be a big influx of women. But I think we'll possibly have a limited amateur background, which is going to be the, the shame, uh, which could be a shame. But, you know, for any, um, whether it be men or, or, or females, what's going to happen? You haven't got that depth there at all. You haven't got even enough journey women as such in the game. And this is apparent when you see, if you follow a lot of women fighters, regardless of whatever level they're at, there's so many fighters or fights that take place with women and it's one, two, three, four rematches. I mean, when you look at uh, Casey Serrano, uh, okay, Amanda Serrano, uh, as a good example, her, she's got what, one draw, one loss on her record. Now the draw, uh, I can't remember the girl's name, Frida, somebody, um, she actually fought a further three times, winning all three bouts. Shame that, um, she didn't have a rematch, the one that uh, beat her. Um, but you look at so many of the champions as rematches, rematches, rematches. You know, Mir Maria yeah. Lindberg, uh, Sweden. You go down their records. There's so many repeat fights just because the depth isn't there. So as much as it's a bad thing that you're going to have women coming in with less experience, but at least it might fill out the the lower end of it. It seems a, a harsh thing that, you know, should just come in, bypass all this to land up being bottom of the pile as such. But, you know, it's got to have it that the depth isn't there at all levels. Um it just means you might have more journey women as such, which might not be a bad thing. Um, how that's going to affect it, in a way, it could be good because you're going to have more coming in. You need that depth. But I think, um, with that said, that uh, just having the, the money there is going to make the difference because it's the money that is making it not attractive. That has been the problem, especially with that example. I know it would have been a number of years ago, but $1,500 again, all the rest of it, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, you know, it's going to be put in front of people's faces because it's a historic fight and there's the money to be made. You watch the influx now this year. Uh, it's going to be completely changed. The depth will be there now. Um, but it's a shame for women's boxing, though, if that's the case. That's uh, it's only been going, what? Well, yeah, three. Shame. 
Um, what can we say about that one? It's uh, it's gonna be a big shame, a big shame. But uh, watch more come through. I think uh, yeah. with that with that said, that is it. Um, it's just good, just a good year. It's. Uh, I think so. Let it happen. Let the good fights continue. And um, yeah, the summer we'll have. Uh, I think we'll have a new dispute, uh, undisputed champion. Well, you, you take a look at uh, any of the, uh, very quickly here. You take a look at any other sport, any major sport that is. I mean, 99% of these athletes aren't being groomed to compete in the Olympics. They're being groomed to compete professionally. Whether you're talking about American football or English football, where you're talking about uh, baseball over here or ice hockey, those aren't, and women, even the women. They're, they're not being groomed to compete in the Olympics. They're being groomed to, to a big paycheck. So I think, yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. There's, there's not going to be uh, much of a difference now. I mean, it is a recognized sport among the women. Women box, that's what they do. I know, I know my parents uh, would never agree to uh, women in the ring. They would never agree to that. And uh, but times have changed. And women now fight in the ring and fight competitively and fight fiercely and fight bravely. And I respect that and love it and uh, want to see more of it. It's just a shame, and uh, I shouldn't be saying this, but it's, you know, when you have uh, sweet Katie Taylor, such a sweet girl, she's, you know, quietly spoken, all the rest of it. You know, as much as I'm saying Amanda Serrano is going to win, I think it could be a stoppage, all the rest of it, it's going to be such a shame, either one of them. Um, and, you know, Amanda Serrano, lovely girl. Um, I've never considered her as, as as an attractive woman. Gosh, she stole the show with with how she was. She was absolutely yeah. stunning. I thought. Um, I had to have a picture taken with her, of course. Um, yes, 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 yes. It's um, it's just that is the shame, you know. But that is that hysterical, stereotypical thing as such with women in something a bloody sport, if you want to put it that way. I hate saying it like that because of but. At the end of the day, that's what boxing is. And seeing Casey Taylor, um, I think, lose, and it's not going to be a pretty sight. It's, it's just, it's, it's going to be a shame. But that's just a, that's just a, a guy who's got daughters, all the rest of it. And um, sweet Katie Taylor, it's a shame. Shame, shame, shame. Um, that is it, I think, for me. I'm run dry on the ladies today. Um, we'll oh, very good. Very good, very good discussion. Yes, absolutely. But it's not what yeah. we usually discuss, which is good. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, we'll, we'll see what happens in the next seven days, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Good Talk stuff. Thanks. Yep. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. The um, member fans out there, remember to like, share, subscribe, and uh, we'll see you next week, Kirsten. Thank you. Take care.